Praise the Lord. The Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. Say that with me. The Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. Woo, I like that. The Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. One more time together now. The Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. Woo. Well, we've come to an opportunity to enter into the presence of the Lord and receive, not with our minds, not with our intellects. The Bible says it doesn't come through the eye gate nor the ear gate, but the things that God has prepared come to us through the Spirit. So let's move in the Spirit. Let's receive from the prophetic gift, the gift of the prophet, the ministry of the prophet in the gift of prophecy. Let's say it that way. In the name of Jesus. Brother, come and bless the people. Good afternoon. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I was... Uh, contemplating what Pastor Bill was saying about a, an evangelist <clears throat> becoming a, or uh, trying to become a teacher and we kind of watched him crash and burn and uh, as well as y'all know I'm really not a teacher <laughs> but I have assignments for y'all that okay it's not really something that uh, I wanted to uh, discuss with you today. I, I had my own agenda, but I always like it when he gives me his because then I know it's his fault. <laughs> Can you say amen? amen. So uh, we're going to start out as we worship together. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know, uh, there might be some of you folks that don't want to be close to each other, and, and I understand that. I, I want to honor that if, if that's a problem. I, I had a chance to go to my uh, granddaughter's graduation down in Tennessee, and uh, they had all, all the graduates, which probably a couple hundred of them, and they had all their chairs six foot apart. Uh, oh, it was sad. And they were in a football uh, field, and they come, and they were all six foot apart. And then I looked up on the stage, and uh, the speakers and, you know, the, the teachers, they were all close to each other. And I'm thinking, there's something wrong with this. And then, you know, a couple people had masks on. And then I looked over beside me and I looked over here and I was sitting in the bleachers and we looked like I looked at the picture I thought it looks like a bunch of sardines some things just don't make sense do they I want you to know in your life that some things are not going to make sense and what I mean by that your footsteps are ordered and it's up to you to pay attention to listen and to keep your heart receptive as you follow, you pick up your cross and you follow Him. 
and then you walk in the footsteps of what you ordered. I, uh, I, I had a question that I wanted to ask uh, Pastor Dale or Apostle Dale. How old were you when you got dumped off at the uh, bus station in Pittsburgh? 17, yeah. When you took Jane, if you were here this afternoon and you heard the testimony, I've, I've followed this guy's life for a long time. <clears throat> I'm not a whole lot older than him, but quite a bit. But anyhow, what I'm saying is he was how old? 17. I don't know why, I just, I feel like God has funneled me in on young people. Now, I'm not talking just 17, I'm not talking 35, I'm not talking 65 or 93. Young people, and what I mean by that, that means as many as received Him, to them He gave the power to become the children of God. So, we're all a bunch of kids. All right, so I don't want you, if, I, if, if, if the Lord is focusing on a, on, a, on a generation of younger people, maybe in that 17 group, maybe in that 12, 13, maybe, maybe 25 or whatever, I believe that they're a, a key generation right now. I believe you all understand that. But that doesn't mean that you and I are left out. Amen. It's like our brother, he's got, he's going to be preaching for another 30 years. Man. And then he's just going to get started. Lord told me to tell you, brother, better things are lying ahead. You understand me? What I mean by that is the flow of the anointing and the ministry gifts that you've operated in, there will be an increase because as Pastor Bill was ministering, I watched you step out of the cage up into a higher level, a higher flow, that miracles and manifestation will become more frequent than you've ever seen or experienced before. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anyhow, we were talking, weren't we? And uh, so I don't want you to think that life is going to make sense and you're going to plan your course and you're going to walk out your course the way you think it ought to be. Because you might get dropped off in the middle of Pittsburgh and have to pray your way out. You understand me? But you might get dropped off in the middle of life in circumstances which you had no control over, you were not aware of, and all of a sudden everything shifted and changed and the Spirit of God wanted to lead you and guide you as you looked at the eye of the Lord, as you prayed your way through, as you pressed in, as you, as you uh, drew yourself into relationship with Him, where you understood that you are His sheep, you do hear His voice, and those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children or the sons of God. And then those, in that sonship, which is available to every one of us, it isn't a gender thing. It's a believer thing. 
in that sonship comes responsibility to be prepared to be instant in the seasons of life as they change. Because there's great change in the earth right now, you're all aware of that. In our nation, there's great change. Who's going to take control? Are we going to let the enemy take control? Or are we going to stand in the gap, make up the hedge, and take, take our dominion responsibility? Our authority as believers and take back what the devil is trying to steal from out from underneath us. That's what I want to I want to minister in that vein today. I want to bring you to a place of attention in the spirit. This is such a critical hour, a critical time in which God wants to reveal secrets and mysteries to every one of us, and it has nothing to do with how old you are. It has everything to do with how hungry you are, how thirsty you are, and how close to Him you want to become. And He is not a respecter of persons. I understand there's gifts in the body of Christ. I understand the apostles' ministry, the prophets' ministry, the evangelist, pastor, and the teacher. But I want you to know every one of us in here, if we're in Christ, we're an ambassador for Jesus Christ. I want you to know when Jesus spoke these works and greater works shall you do because I'm going to the Father. He was speaking to believers. I know He was speaking to the, to the disciples, but He was talking to people. Will you believe in My name? Will you believe that what I am doing and greater works that I am doing and showing you, you can do also? And then he makes a, a statement, and I believe it will set you at ease so that you're not under pressure, you're not feeling pushed, you're not being controlled or manipulated, but I only do that what the Father shows me to do. That puts a responsibility on the believer to know what is God doing, what is He doing in me, and what does He want me to do for Him. Can you say Amen. Young people, I'm going to speak to you by the Spirit of God, and I want you to pay attention. When I say that, if you're 93 years old, and you know He's filling your mouth with good things and renewing your youth like the eagle, then that's exactly who He wants to talk to. And if you're three years old in here, five years old in here, He wants to talk to you. Can you say amen? Is there any intercessors in this group? Any men and women that are given to prayer? I told you I was going to give you assignments. And I, I'm not a teacher. You understand that. So if you expect me to teach it to you and make you understand it, you're headed for trouble. All right, we've got some awesome teachers in this group of Armada. And I want you to know you just, you just stay put and you be in the right church, and I guarantee you, you're going to get fed, you're going to get taught, you're going to get ministered to, and line upon line, precept upon precept, truth's going to come to you, the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, all of a sudden you'll start seeing clearly, you'll start hearing properly, and you'll start being able to be effective in your life, and in the ministry call, in the gifts, in the, in the abilities that God has given you. Can you shout amen? So...
intercessors. Now, when I say that word, I'm talking about people that are willing to pray for more than themselves. Okay? Now, that ought to be every one of us. Huh? Yeah. Because if it's not, then there's prayerlessness in the church. Oh, dear Jesus, help us. I truly believe, and if I'm wrong, make an appointment with me and I'll talk to you. I truly believe that the condition of our nation is the fault of prayerlessness in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So who's guilty? I'm guilty. Oh God, forgive us. Forgive us. But it's not enough just to ask for forgiveness. It's a time to shift, to change, and to step up, as Pastor Bill was saying. In other words, if you know in your heart that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and you're not in that place of intimacy, of relationship with Him where you need to be in the Spirit, in praying, in intercession, in giving of thanks, and praying for our government, and praying for our leaders, our president, and so on, and praying for your pastors, and praying for the apostles that are out there, praying for the, 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 the ministry gifts that are out there. You understand me? If we're not in that place as the church to the intensity that needs to take place, then we're guilty. Holy Spirit, convict us. Bring us to attention in this day and this hour. Shake off. Let the fire of God fall in this house today. Let it burn out the chaff. Let it burn out the unbelief. Let it burn out the care, the worry, the concern of this world and the things of this world, let it consume us. That we would be so focused on the will and call and purposes of God that nothing else would matter. I trust this ain't too heavy for you. But I'm too old to play games. God's raising the church up and Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against what I'm building. And I'm not speaking to the shell of this building. I'm speaking to your heart today in the name of Jesus Christ and I want you to get this. I want you to bypass your head and get into that place of the God's, God's given grace that's upon your life. To stand in that place of grace. And allow that grace to become the flow of your life so that you can understand, my brother and sister, you can totally come to an understanding that it's not by your own strength. It's by the grace that's sufficient for you to run your race, to hit that mark, to accomplish the call and will and purposes of God, to fulfill the assignments of the day and the hour in which you and I have been chosen to be on this planet. There's no greater time to be alive than right now. Hallelujah. Where sin abounds, grace does much more. Assignments.
Now, I'm, I'm talking to young people, and those of you that are over 93, you can take notes because you probably forgot what I'm about telling you. Pop didn't. He knows this. You're 93, right, brother? Not what? Oh, I'm trying to jump you up. I'm trying to get you to step up. <laughs> Don't be in a hurry. Number one, assignments for the season. Young people, I don't know how many of you that were that came up here, and if you didn't receive what you came for, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost today, because it's critical. I want you to get, I want you to open up your heart, and if you're not praying in the Spirit, by the end of this service, God wants you praying in tongues. In Psalm chapter 2, this is an assignment for all of us, especially for those of you that understand the art of intercession, the need of the hour to pray. Psalm 2 and 8, number 1 is, Ask of me, I will give thee the heathen, or the nations, for your inheritance, and the uttermost parts, or the ends of the earth, for thy possession. Who's going to ask? We need to. Who's going to seek? We need to. Who's going to find? We need to. Number two is in 1 Peter. This is still number one. And I want you to see there are, there are some things that God wants to give you an assignment for so that your prayer life can jump up, can step up in this hour. If you've been doing this, God bless you. I trust you have been, many of you. But if you have not, He wants to make this very clear and very plain to you and me. In 1 Peter or 1 Timothy chapter 2, I know you've never heard this before, so I'm going to read it to you out of a different version so you get it. So the New Living Translation, it says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. How many? Oh, I don't know what to do in the kingdom. I wish I knew the will of God. I'm reading the will of God to you. Where do you start? You start doing the word. I want to know what he has for me. Then start doing what you're reading. I urge you, first of all, pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Number two, pray this way for kings, for all that are in authority, so that you can live a peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Now understand... In our case, it's called a president. Number three, this is good and pleases God our Savior. All I want to do is please the Lord. I'm reading it to you. Verse four, who wants everyone to be... How many? How many? Who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth? 
For there is only one God and one mediator who can, who can, reconcile, <clears throat> can reconcile God and humanity, the man, Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. This is our opportune time, church. This is our opportune time. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. As some men count slackness, but is long suffering. To usward. <laughs> Aren't you glad he's been long suffering with you? <laughs> wow. Not willing, say not willing, that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In that which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also, and the works therein, or the works that are therein, shall be burnt up. That's a good refrigerator promise for every one of us. Remember, it shall come to pass. I'm not putting a time frame on this, but I'm guaranteeing you that you and I are living in our last days. I guarantee you there are some young people in this room right now that are going to be part of the aggressive force called the body of Christ that are going to be the front runners when this event happens. And if I'm missing it, we'll take it up in heaven. See, Paul thought he was going to experience it, and he lived his life like it. Don't you think we ought to learn from our elders? Amen. Number two, so these are assignments, okay? That's, I, I'm, I feel like I'm stepping into a teacher's position, and I'm not a teacher, and I don't want you to confuse me with one, because I probably won't make it clear enough for you to get it. But I know that these teachers in this room are going to make it clear. But I also know the Holy Spirit, the great teacher, will make it clear and plain to you as you do the Word. Because the more you do, the more you understand. Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 and 38. What am I supposed to do? I want to do the will of God. Well, number one, you're going to ask, you're going to pray. You're going to pray in the lines of the scriptures that I give you. Number two, what, how else should I pray, Pastor? Or how else should I pray? Well, I'm glad you asked me. In verse 37, it says, Then saith he unto his disciples, or his followers, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And then he makes a statement, and he says, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. I ask every one of you to start praying this on a more frequent basis, and maybe you have been. 
the New Living in, in Luke 10, a very similar passage here, says, These were the instructions to them, given to them by Jesus. The harvest is great, but the workers are few, so pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask Him to send more workers into the field. Oh, I don't know what to do for God. <laughs> if we do these instructions, you ain't going to have time to get in trouble. You're not going to have time to waste your time. You're not going to have time to, to get involved in the cares that will consume you and get distracted. Because that's the problem in the United States right now is because why? We've been so consumed with things that don't matter and we forgot what really matters. I know that's none of you. I know this message is probably for somebody way out there that doesn't get an opportunity to hear the Word of the Lord. But I'm going to say it anyhow, okay? I love you guys. I'm proud of you. This is one of the most awesome ministries on the whole planet. Because why? They carry the nations. They carry the nations. I'm so honored to be a part of the Great Armada. I'm so honored to be a part of these two precious people that they have no clue. I'm alive today because they brought, they brought truth to me. I'm still married today. They, they brought truth to me. I can still bend in the middle. They brought truth to me. I don't know about you. I appreciate those that have fed me over the years and ministered to me and cared enough to tell me you're being an idiot, Bob. We won't go there. Number three, okay, I'm giving you assignments. I'm trying to be a good boy up here, all right? I want to encourage you, those of you that labor in intercession over this body, over Armada, over the churches in which you represent, over for your pastors, for your leaders, for your government, those of you that are really you know, actually doing what I'm talking about here, I, I honor you with all my heart, but I want to encourage you through the Word that you know, we all need a courage, and I found out that people that... that hide in the closet need encourage more because nobody's there patting them on the back and saying, nice sermon. You all know what I'm talking about. Nobody knows what you do. But I got one who sees and knows everything you do, and he even knows how many hairs are stuck on the top of your head, whether you try to add more or not. Amen? So, Colossians chapter 1, verse 7. As you also learned of Ephorus, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. Say, a faithful minister of Christ. Who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause we also... Since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Do not what? Cease to pray for you. 
and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, why? These are instructions for intercessors and for each and every one of us to start praying. Most of you know these scriptures, I know you do, and especially those of you that have gone through any, any schooling here or any, any of the courses that have been made available to you. In verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. What's my heart beat for you? What's, what's the cry of my heart for each and every one of you? That you stand, you stand in all the will of God, that you're filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you walk worthy of Him, that you're fully pleasing unto Him. Verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord, be unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. What's increase? That means more than what I have right now. That means growth. That means pressing in deeper, stepping up. That means pursuing Him. Can you say Amen. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and You know, I think about when I think about long suffering, I think about this woman her name Sharon. I can pick on her, she's not here, but I look and I look at long suffering, and I her name just pops up. It's like that face of Gene Olin in Pastor Dale's life. It's, it pops up. I look at long suffering, Sharon. Thank God for our wives, our husbands, your your husbands, your family, your children, your grandbabies. Thank God for your churches, your pastors, your leaders. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for this nation. Thank God for our president. Thank you, Lord, for our freedom, our liberty. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to thank them. Well, then you stay depressed. Unto all patience and long-suffering with what? With what? The joy of the Lord is your what? Amen. Now go to Colossians 4. I want you to get this. This is so simple. And there's not a one of us in here, I don't care how old you are, if you can speak and you can understand what I'm saying, you can do this. And it won't take long. Verse 12, Colossians 4, the Apostle Paul, as he's speaking here by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, Epirus, who's one of you? Well, who is he? He's a stranger. He's one, of those, he's one of those prophets that blew in, blew up, and blew out, and we haven't seen him since. No, he's not one of them. He's one of us. Epirus, who's one of you, a servant of Christ. What did, what did the word say earlier? that he was a servant of Christ who is a faithful minister of Christ. I, I haven't heard any messages that he spoke. Evidently, 
he was an intercessor. He was a man of prayer. It says, Empress, who's one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always, say always, laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand what? Perfect and complete in all the will of God. No matter what you do in life, young man, you have got to stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Any confusion, any outside influences, anything that has tried to distract or pull you out of the divine intentions of the heart of the Father, I break the power of that over your life today in the name of Jesus. I speak the peace of God to come upon you in such a way you will make the devil so nervous that he will overplay his hand every time you show up. I thank you, Lord, for the increase, the impartation of the prophet's anointing to come upon this man to a degree that he will see, hear, know, understand, comprehend what is going on and what is about to happen, that you anoint his eyes afresh, his ears afresh, that his heart will be so supercharged that it'll be like a sponge that will receive all that you have and that holy boldness will come upon him. And when he roars, it will sound like the roar of a lion from the tribe of Judah in the name of Jesus. Now, number four, you're not done with homework. Dear God, I didn't come to church to get assignments. Well, you want to know what the will of God is, right? That's the whole thing. It's the call of God. And if I want to know what the call of God is, i got to find out what is His will. And if I don't know His general will, how will I ever know the complicated will in the footsteps that He orders if I don't do the simplicity of the gospel? Will you guys... Are quiet. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, you work. You work. I expect vision and dream. I expect manifestations of divine revelation to drop, to drop, to drop, to drop, to drop. I expect stirring in the midnight season. I expect stirring at three in the morning. I expect feet to be up, be up in the presence of the Lord. I expect men and women to rise up, to step up into their place of destiny, of purpose. I expect religious traditions to fall in the name of Jesus. Every demonic thing that has tried to get you to doubt and unbelief what God has already spoken to you, I break the power of it over your lives in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against anyone in this house will prosper. Every tongue that's been risen against you in criticism and judgment and negativity, I stand in a gap over your life and I break the powers of it, of hell, of destruction, of famine, of sickness, of disease. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. You're an anointed man and woman of God. With divine purpose, you carry the mantle of the anointing of God everywhere you go. 
You're the voice of one crying in the midst of the wilderness of the United States of America. You're the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, give Him praise. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Oh, He's worthy. He and He alone is worthy. Oh, we worship You. We worship You. Oh, we give You praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Woo! Woo! Ah, glory to God! Hallelujah! (laughs) Number four. Lord says, don't forget the backslider. And don't forget about the carnal ones that are amongst you. The Apostle Paul made this statement in Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. My little children, of whom I travail in birth again. Again. In other words, they might have been there, but he's going to travail until they get back in their positions. He says, I travail in birth again until Christ be formed. The manifestation of the anointing, the manifestation of the Lord Jesus Christ in the lives of each and every one of us. New Living Translation says this, Oh, my dear children, I feel, some of you ladies can understand what I'm saying here, I know you do. I feel as if I'm going through labor pains for you again. I think once was enough, hallelujah. But here I am back. Oh, God, help me. Anybody that intercedes more than 15, 20 minutes for anybody, you're gonna, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, my dear children, I feel as if I'm going through labor pains for you again, and they will continue. <laughs> Hallelujah, that's a promise right there. They will continue until Christ is fully developed in your lives. Do we have things to pray for? Uh, This is just a few. Amen. But I know when you go to church, you're not supposed to give everybody the whole bale of hay. But I can't help myself sometimes, all right? I want you... Now, those of you that were up front yesterday and those of you that are here that are not filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, I want you to listen to me. And those of you that are confused about your purpose, your destiny, the will of God, the call of God, the things that He has already pre-orchestrated, pre-ordained for you, He's chosen you, He's called you, He's called you by name, He's called you with a holy calling, each and every one of us. Can you say amen? So, if you're a little bit wondering questioning I want to help you Spirit of God wants to help you go to Romans chapter 8 I know that's 
unfamiliar territory for you. Pentecostal people. I'm going to read chapter 12 to you. I know you can quote it. Now, especially you young people, please listen. Please don't, don't drift off somewhere on me. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I yield to the Holy Spirit, who is my comforter, my guide in life. Thank you for him. Open my eyes, Father, to see, to know, and to understand your purpose in my life. Thank you. Romans 12, verse 1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that He has done for you. Young people, right now, I'm telling you, I'm warning you right now before you, you step out. Especially some of you that are getting ready to step out of the shelter of your homes or the shelter of your churches. Maybe some of you will be going to college or military or whatever. I'm warning you right now in the name of Jesus Christ, don't disobey the Scripture. I plea with you to give your bodies to God because of all that He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that will be acceptable This is truly the way to worship Him. Oh, I just want to worship the Lord. Then give your body back to Him. It does not belong to you. Can you say amen? Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hallelujah. What's the will of God for every one of us? It's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. Amen? Romans 8, did you find that? I found, actually, uh, an associate with me, his name's Josh and some of you folks know him. He's Ron Bruce's son, which I've kind of watched grow up. He was the one I referred to yesterday. I believe he was filled with the Holy Ghost at two, maybe three. Not just saved, he's filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Probably couldn't, you know, recite the alphabet yet, but he could talk in tongues. His daddy wrote a book and I've heard his daddy preach quite a few times. We've had him up to Titusville. Pastor Dale introduced him to me, and then he he sent me to the Ukraine with him. That was an experience. And uh, anyhow, book of finding your destiny, of finding your purpose, of praying out the will of God in your life. And I found I found that if people will do the simplicity of what he was saying. The confusion will lift, the wondering will lift, 
and they'll pray out the will of God so that like Pastor Dale or Apostle Dale was speaking earlier, it's like, I, I know you. <laughs> well, you've already met them because you've been there in the Spirit. See, there's places of destination that I know my feet need to go because I've seen it in, in that realm, but not in the physical yet. But I know I'll get there. It's like his testimony of knowing that he was going to be sitting on a stool, is that correct? Preaching the gospel. I haven't known him, I, I don't, maybe twice in all the years that I've been with this youngster, youngster, I've never seen him sit down and preach. Unless we're at a table on a round table, you know, meeting. So, evidently, he's going to be a little older than he is right now. And evidently, he must have prayed that through so that God opened his eyesight to give him a target of destination. I want you guys to listen to this. How did he get there? I guarantee you, you probably in that little pup tent. Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. Did he pray out his future? Well, that's part of it. Why? That gives him hope that he ain't dying young. That removes any bit of fear of anything the devil tries to talk to him about, of killing him or taking him out before his time. That'll keep him to protect this temple which has got to carry him through. Am I right or wrong? How, is he special? Yeah, he's, he's just as special as you are. <laughs> Can you say amen? Your call, your purpose in life is just as important because we need each other. We're the body of Christ. Verse 26 of Romans chapter 8. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. Say infirmities. One version will say weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered or in articulate speech or in, in, in a known language. Are you with me? That's where praying in tongues comes. And he that searches the hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession, say intercession, for the saints. Now, if you're in Christ, you're a saint. And if you're not, then you're an ain't. He makes intercession for the saints according to the what? Whose will? My will. No, God's will. I want to pray out His will so that the eyes of my understanding are enlightened so that I can see and know and not be in the wrong place at the wrong time, doing the wrong thing, and get end up in the trap of the enemy. Amen? So he says here, he says, He that searches the hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know, say, I know. 
I know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. Why? Because I love Him. Hallelujah! You qualify if you love Him. If you don't, then fall in love with Jesus Christ. To them that are called according to His purpose, and I'm here to tell you right now, everyone in the sound of my voice is called to the purposes of God. Do not let the devil say, well, I must not be called by His purpose. You are certainly called into the purposes of God, every one of His children. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son. What's the will of God in my life? To be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Amen? And what's God calling the body of Christ to? To be in conform to the image of Jesus Christ. That, we, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren, which He is. Moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He called, them He called, <coughs> them he, whom He called, He also justified. And whom He justified, them He glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, is He for you? Then who can be against you? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also freely give, uh, give us how many? You talk about divine prosperity, right there it is. Why would God hold any good thing back from any one of us that would seek and do and pursue his will? Amen? Who shall lay anything to the charge elect? It is God who that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? Is it Christ that died, yet rather is risen? who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. In other words, I want to pray with the Lord. I don't want to get ahead of Him anymore. I don't want to get behind Him. I want to be in sync with the way He's interceding right now. I challenge you to that. You'll find out that your prayer life will change. It'll be adjusted. Lord, I want to work with you as I pray. What's on your heart, Father? I got my list, but what's on your heart? Well, some of the general things that are on his heart is what I've already given you assignments for. But you want to go into deeper intercession? You want to go into a deeper walk? Then you press through the general things and you start praying until manifestations start taking place and you start seeing and knowing things that no human being can comprehend or understand in the flesh. Amen? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ, the tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep to the slaughter. No! Say no. In all these things we are more than what? More than what? More than what? That's who you are. We were talking about victory the other night. You are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, height, death, any other creature shall be able to separate what did we talk about last night, what the, what the 
what Pastor or Apostle Dale minister? How important is our love walk? Do not let any of these things separate you from the love of God and your love walk. Please. Because they will try. They will try. Who shall separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord? Nothing. The only two things I'm aware of that have the ability to separate you and me from the love of God it says any other creature it didn't say you. Did it? Anybody else? But you can choose to be separated from the love of God. Life, death, it didn't say, let's look at this. Did it say your past? Didn't say that either, did it? Why is it important to put the blood over what's taken place in your life? Why is it important to cast all your cares upon the Lord for He cares for you? Why is it important to press on and to let go of what took place so that you can hit the mark, the call, and the purposes of God in your life? Because your past can be that little red wagon that's full of weight that will drag you down and keep you from your purpose, your destiny, the will and call of God upon your life. Can you say amen? I want... I want you to please stand up. I'm going to ask every believer that is filled with the Holy Spirit to just start praying in the Spirit. As, as we worship the Lord, those of you that are, have not received and would like to receive, I'm asking you to grab the hands of those people around you praying in the Spirit. It's this simple. I say unto you, It says, ask and it shall be given you, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened to you. Everyone that asks receives, he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks it shall be opened. If a son would ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? If he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? Or if he asks an egg, will he give him a scorpion? And in verse 13 it says, If you then, being of an evil nature, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more, how much more, more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him. How hard is it to get filled with the Holy Ghost? You have to ask Him to fill you, and He will fill you. Soto, 
Just grab hands together, church. Just grab hands together, if you would, please, just for a minute. I know I'm out of time. I'll just start praying in the Holy Ghost. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Right now, I want you to activate your faith to fill each and every one. To fill each and every one. My Bible says, be being filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Father, I'm asking you to fill each and every one here in the name of Jesus Christ with the fresh fire, with the anointing, with what we refer to as the infilling of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, with holy boldness. Lord God, you've equipped them, you've empowered them. Father, I thank you right now. All flesh, all flesh. Now, as an act of your faith, I want you to say this with me, and I'll, I'll stop. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm yours. Jesus Christ, He's my Lord. Oh, He's my Lord. I've asked you to fill me, and you did. <laughs> Oh, I give you praise. Hallelujah. 